No, really. What are friends for? Pallavi, my butt looked really good last night, right? <laughs> your butt looks so good. In fact, I saw your butt walk up, which is why I texted you, because I recognized it. Yes! Welcome, everybody, to What Are Friends For? I'm Pallavi Sastry. <laughs> and I'm Gabrielle Ruiz, Pallavi's best friend. The line that I had for what friends are for is, friends are for making an impact in each other's life changes. Both the kind of impact that slays... And the kind of impact that sucks. Let's talk about slay and suck. Okay, let's do it. My slay is that I went to Disneyland. This is not an ad. I loved it. I loved it so much. I took my uh, my nanny, who's from Colombia, and uh, my daughter, who's two and a half, for the first time, and they both had very different experiences. <laughs> and it was lovely. And with Viviana, like we came out of the the coffee shop, and I said, okay. Okay, we're about to walk out of the coffee shop. I need you to keep looking at me. Keep looking at me. Don't don't take your eyes off me. Just keep walking, walking. And then I said, now look over there. And she saw the cash sale and she goes. <gasps> <laughs> I did like the reveal, you know. <laughs> oh, that's so special. She loved it. I mean, and, uh, yeah. as an adult, it is magical it still Holy is isn't cow. it i remember yes. when we went that was the last time i went was when we all went and uh when we all saw the castle we were like oh <laughs> dad damn it it still works yeah Jeez. i know um and then my suck for the week is that uh i went to an event over the weekend and it was like the first time in a minute that i had been on in heels for like a long time like it was like <laughs> i was wearing metallic stiletto heels <laughs> And uh, they heard after a while, and I was like, "What the hell is happening right now?" Like I, yeah. I mean, it was like an hour and a half, and I was just like, "I don't think I can do this any longer than ninety minutes." And I was yeah. like, "Is this? I hope this is not a trend." But anyway, I was in a lot of pain, but I made it through somehow. So that was my suck for the week. So my slay and sucks <laughs> are um, we are transitioning to one nap with my baby, mm. and um, it's not going badly. But resistance was futile. Like we were trying to like, when can we schedule in struggle? Like, when am I ever going to learn that that never works in life, especially with a now a little dictator and as a roommate. So it's uh, it's it's going OK. We're holding our breath. Yeah. <laughs> we're I, only I on day one. So maybe I day four should be like, this is beyond. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But I wanted to end with my sleigh because um, I've been seeing a therapist for maybe about six months now um, with a lot of postpartum anxiety. And, you know, I think we've all changed and all are having a lot of different PTSD from all of this, you know, pandemic life and post of all of it all. And um, it was a good it's been like, you know, there's been some wins in our life and I had maybe... She maybe gave me the best compliment of my life. Oh, she, she was like, you have a soft power. Like, that's how she described me today. And I was like, you're right. I do. <laughs> I have a very, I have a great but, soft power. Thank but, you for that compliment. <laughs> it was a good day. <laughs> but you know what, though? Not to like, you know, rain on your parade because I do find you powerful. Go ahead. I do find you powerful. But like that response to that to me is not a soft power. It's like a very I'm powerful, which is also amazing. Right. 
So I agree. It's I agree with that too. <laughs> so I love that your therapist is you're, is getting the soft power version of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's bring oh out our guest, gosh. shall we? <laughs> I'm so excited. These are two good, good friends of mine. I would like to bring on professional dancer, educator, boss babe of Impact Dance Adjudicators, Miss Courtney. Oh my gosh, you're so famous for us. <laughs> We're so excited to have you on the podcast. Excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Oh my gosh. And then your 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 co-host, partner in crime, and my study buddy from college, dance industry professional, extraordinaire, writer, event director, judge, podcaster, Leslie Mueller. Ooh, hey study buddy. I'm study buddy. How are you? I'm so good. It's you know, Leslie and I, I think are cactus friends. We call each other, or maybe we're like cactus adjudicator friends. Because, or like, no, cactus adjacent. Cactus arts edu- <laughs> <laughs> I have. I'm. I'm gonna get there. I promise. I'm getting there. I'm getting to my point. Cactus artistic cactus friends because Leslie and I are such good study buddies since college. Like we were the two people that were like, let's get through this anatomy. Test. Oh my god! You know, like we got. <laughs> We got to get the whole skeletal system in 12 hours. Go. Just got to pass. You know, C's get degrees, guys. If you don't hear Mm -hmm. anything else on this podcast, it's what you need to know. And I will call Leslie once every 18 months and be like, I'm teaching this class. (laughs) Please help me. This is the age. This is the amount of people. This is how long it is. What do you think? And like, we will talk through that. And then we'll catch up and be like, how have you been, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, we go, we go back a long time. That's awesome. Well, we love to revisit how friendships have evolved over time. And also with Courtney being a new friend to this circle as well. And I'm also fairly new to, I guess, your dynamic, Leslie and Gabrielle. So it, it's going to be like a fun, I think, like looking back and also talking about how to like continue to nurture friendships. And that's what, but before we do that, what we like to do with our guests when they come on is what we call a, Hey friends, go on and flex. So we want to celebrate your podcast, which is the making the impact podcast and was featured in podcast magazine, which is a really big deal. That's awesome. And so Y'all, you can take this moment to humble brag and talk about your show and the evolution and how it came to be. Sure. Um, I'll jump in, I guess. So yeah, we have a podcast and Leslie is my right hand with the podcast. I had this crazy idea and I said, I would, I think it might be, you know, cool on brand with our, my business, Impact Dance Adjudicators to create a podcast where you are hearing directly from the judges and the judges are telling you what's going on behind the scenes in dance competition. So it's a very niche podcast, obviously. Mm. It goes hand in hand with my brand and business, with that, which I know, Gabby, you've been a part of previously before you, you know, became big time movie star and everything. But <laughs> <laughs> we have been doing this for three seasons now and somehow got featured in podcast magazine I don't know how I still am questioning it I have it framed sitting next to me because I'm so proud of it it's just it was such a cool email to receive like you guys are getting featured in the under the radar section of podcast magazine and they gave us a awesome review of four and a half mics out of five mics which we were like oh wow well, we're doing something right over here. And we just record in my tiny makeshift recording studio in New York City. And Leslie sits next to me and travels over in Queens. And we sit here and have a good time and have lots of great guests on. And 
it's been such a fun project. I, Leslie, if you want to add anything about the pod. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're kind of just impressed with ourselves, honestly, because like Courtney said, it's very niche. Um, there are only, you know, just a few dance podcasts, period. It's just not really a big genre. But we've hit, I don't remember, Courtney, what was the top of the Apple charts at one point, like 40 something. And we've hit number 15 on the performing arts charts for Apple podcasts in the United States. Oh, that is slay. You better work. Super slay. Yeah. And so we have a really <laughs> cool community and, you know, people are, people recognize Courtney a little bit more than me because Courtney's out there, you know, teaching and choreographing a little bit more than I do. But like, we've both been fangirled and recognized and people are like, oh my God, you're the podcast, you know? And so that's been really cool. <gasps> but people are oh, recognizing you, Leslie. Don't, awesome. Don't say that because you are directing competitions. She is out every weekend directing competitions and people recognize or hear her voice and be like, I know that voice from a podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's meaningful work, right? Like that's usually what gets the gets the um, longevity of, of something like this. You said three seasons. That's awesome. Like the fact that you kept doing it because you feel passionate about it. Like that's why you got, I mean, I don't think it's surprising that you got featured in Podcast Magazine. If it starts from a good why, it usually ends up in a pretty good place, don't you think? Yeah. Well, and it seems like also they, the people at Podcast Magazine listened you know, we've we've had a few things here and there that have come across our our desks that it's like I don't even think they know what they even awarded us for, or or they don't they didn't even listen. Like they don't know what we actually do. But this this actually seemed very much like somebody listened, somebody paid attention, somebody spelled my name right finally. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> we all know that feeling. That's awesome. well. Congratulations, because Thanks. I mean. Listen, if dance moms can do it, so can oh, you. Yeah. Okay, get all that. And and yours is like a, you know, a more, I would say, less dramatic. But the drama's there. Yeah. So oh, yeah. let's talk about it, yeah? yeah? We have some drama on that podcast sometimes. People love it. People hate it. That's that's what it is. I'm cu- and, and I'm curious, what's the age What's the age demo? Is it like mom age or is it also young kids? Like it's also the teens. And yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's mostly moms. You guys nailed it. Yeah. But like we do have a quite a... I mean, we have a quite a bit of you know, kids listening with their moms in the car on the way to dance. Um, we've got studio owners. We've got people, you know, in the industry that do a, a whole host of things that are, you know, revolving around it. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really cool just to see how many parents are really getting into it, which I don't know that we really anticipated it was going to be so parent heavy. Hmm. Mm. I love that. Well, love hashtag that. Um, making so- the impact. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> But there was a topic that you guys chose, you know, we always ask the guests, you know, is there anything that, a topic that speaks to you, anything like that? And and the thing that came up in one of your forums was friendship during life changes. And I'm curious to know, um, I feel like sometimes you make really good friends during a life change because like maybe a new friendship might present itself and whatnot. So what's what's the origin story of, of your relationship? Well, I'll start. I graduated from college a long time ago. And Courtney graduated from high school a long time ago. And both of our first professional jobs was with Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. And so we ended up being roommates together. I was the oldest female dancer by like four or five years. All the other girls were 18. So I already went into it feeling like a grandmother and like, oh, these girls are fresh out of competition season and they can just like do everything. And I have to warm up, you know, it came time to pick roommates and Courtney and I just connected. And that's, that's the beginning of this, I don't know, 13 year friendship, something crazy like that. 
So that makes sense then because, you know, as I, as I said earlier, it's like you guys were both at the beginning of something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then you found each other. And it's very parallel to what sounds like you had an experience with Gabrielle because you lived with her too. (laughs) (laughs) That was like right after this contract, actually. So I met Courtney in uh, 2008. Yeah. You know, we did this four and a half month contract and I was ready to move on. I was supposed to move to New York. I think I was supposed to live with Gabby that year. But then all of a sudden I got replacement contract on another cruise line. So I was like, I need nine months of money. So like, let me go do that. So then Courtney moved to New York. I got on a ship, went to Europe. But then after that, didn't get another job and went ahead to live in New York and went back to our original plan of living with Gabby. And you know, Gabby was doing the Broadway at the time. What show were you in? In the Heights. It was my debut. Yes. Yes. I saw so it. I know we saw it. We just talked about it on our last <laughs> our podcast that we just recorded. Yay! And you know, you were going through Broadway. You had a very serious boyfriend at the time who was also on Broadway uh, in the same show. The showmance was real. It really was. We lived in this amazing apartment in Astoria. It was so beautiful. It was awesome. I remember it. It was such a nice place. But Hollaby's been there too. Oh yeah, many times. Well, that there. was Gabby's place yeah. for pretty much the whole time you lived there. But yeah, I lived with Gabby for a year. And because Gabby was having a whole lot of success at the time, in a lot of ways, you know, and I had just moved there, I was working retail and auditioning, and I was not in union. And I, you know, it was a really hard year for me. Personally, I was like, I don't know that I can, I can't, I can't live here with the success just in my face constantly, even though she's one of my dear friends, it was really hard. And so I chose to move out, but I didn't tell Gabby. I don't even know what I told you. So just to let all the listeners know, and Paul and Courtney, I texted Leslie and I was like, hey, can we talk about this? Are you comfortable with that? And she's like, yes, I might cry. I was like, okay. (laughs) So she was warmed up. She was warmed up about this conversation because I thought it was so poignantly perfect that the topic friendship during life changes, like my What Are Friends For intro is, is that you are there making an impact, sometimes good and sometimes bad, like impact with friends. And we just had a conversation about a specific impact on our podcast about finances, which make a huge impact on friendship. But this is like life change. And so for me and Leslie, and I don't know if any of anyone else, any of you guys or any of our listeners who can call in and give us your story, a life change. Like we moved from Oklahoma City to New York City. We were groomed. We were prepared. We took all the classes, the dance, the contracts, the finance classes, the audition classes. And then you get there and you're like, oh, I live here. I don't know if you guys had that moment in New York. Like, I'm not here to play anymore. I'm not here to, you know, party. I'm not here to to dream. I'm here to live, you know, and the life change that of finding a room, you know, I don't know if you guys had roommate uh, conversations with that. Leslie and I were such great friends in our upperclassmen years in college that we were like, we get each other. We're not in each other's way. We're very different. And then it just did not work out being roommates. It didn't. And it was this ghost. It, I ghosted you. Well, and yeah, roommates period are tough, especially, I mean, I always harp on like how bad the twenties are, but like, it's just like, there's this whole growth that happens and it's rough and it's rocky and turbulent. And to be able to be vulnerable is such an exercise. And to let people know how you're doing, whether it not be great and see things. And that's, you know, it's just, we, we, we got to just unpack it all right now on WAF because Leslie, you were like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to move out. And I was like, okay. But it was just like, I felt like we weren't, I, I guess I was just more disconnected. Yeah. 
you know, I guess I felt disconnected and maybe busy, I guess, but I dealt with a lot of learning that me being disconnected impacted my friendships Mm -hmm. and I lost a lot of them. So this has a very good ending, everybody, just so you know. We we, we talked (laughs) all the time and just, it was, it was mutual. No, really, Paula V. I love diving deep into platonic love with you, Anwaf. I am also so proud of our commitment to this podcast and also our friendship. Oh, I feel the same way, Gabrielle. Our listeners have been there with us along the way through the ups and downs of this global pandemic, new motherhood, and, you know, just the daily stress of being a human being. The Waf Fam is unstoppable. Which is why we work beyond the podcast to create slay content and connect with our Waf Fam on Patreon. Yes! You think we dive deep on the podcast while the Patreon is where you can watch the full uncut videos of each episode and get access to exclusive friend content with our world-renowned friendship experts and our celebrity guest friends. Work! We have many tiers and perks to choose from that start at just $2 a month, and now there's even a yearly subscription option which gets you a 15% discount. We even throw in an occasional virtual live show where our patrons could be chosen to hang with us and our guest friends on Zoom, or you might even be invited to be a panelist for a juicy friendship discussion. Oh, those are my favorite, Paula V. So that means if someone joins with a yearly subscription, they could see all that content for as low as $20 for a whole year? Yeah, that's exactly right. By joining the WAF Patreon, you're not only telling us that you believe platonic love is a vital life skill, but you're also directly helping us make the show. No, really. We actually can't do this without you, WAF fam. And who knows? Maybe if the Patreon blows up, we could put together some in-person live shows too and come hang out in real life. Ooh, don't you threaten me with a good time. Go to patreon.com slash WAF podcast and choose the tier that speaks to you. That's patreon.com slash W-A-F-F podcast. See you on the Patreon, friends. Now back to WAF. Hi, this is Courtney Ortiz. And I'm Leslie Mueller. And we're from the Making an Impact podcast. And you're listening to What Are Friends For? I want to dive in. Like, Courtney, do you have an experience with a moment with a friend that impacted either good or bad that was life-changing, a life-changing moment that it created a fork in the road with your friendship? Oh, yeah. I actually feel like I have a very not similar, but a, a roommate story. And I, that's when, like, as you guys yeah. were talking, I'm like, roommates is, finding the right roommate is really tricky. When you're in your 20s, you kind of have to have a roommate because you just financially can't afford to not. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you have to. Unless you're, like, really settled down with a significant other that you think it's time to move in with them. But, like, no one wants to move in that early on either when you're still in, like, I'm 23 and I'm living with my boyfriend. Like, it just feels weird. So I, I thought I found the right roommate for a very long time. We had different alternating schedules. We were understanding our, our rooms were on opposite sides of the apartment. Like, everything looked like it was going right. And we were good friends, but we weren't like best friends either. So I think it kind of made the perfect like roommate scenario. But we started kind of going in different directions with our careers a little bit. She was also a dancer. I was dancing. I was auditioning more. She was doing like more concert things. But it was it definitely hindered our friendship and hurt our friendship because it was a financial issue. But you know what you what you just yeah. talked about from a previous episode. It just kind of got sticky really quick where I was giving her rent money and she wasn't dropping off rent money and you know to mm. the landlord and I didn't know for many months until she finally had the balls to like come clean with me about it and oh no. I it just ruined our friendship obviously because then I had to 
step up and like fix the problem and say, well, if you need money, I can help you. Like we have to have a place to live. This affects me too. And ever since after I resolved that issue, our friendship just obviously went downhill and we ended up going our separate ways. And I ended up moving out because I'm like, this is a hot, hot old mess. I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that she was, that person was stealing from me. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. It was rough. And it, was, and it was somebody that you've lived with for so long that you trusted and they, you know, yeah. were having a life transition that was hard for them to navigate financially and maybe their job situation changed where they weren't making as much money as they were before. And that happens. I get it. But it you should have mm-hmm. just come to me. Like, I'm your friend. I'm your roommate. And this this affects me too. So I would have spot you. I would have, you know, covered more rent those few months and we could have figured it out. But... Yeah, it was, that was a def- definitely like an a- adulting moment for me as like a fresh New Yorker. I was like 25 at the time. Um, so I've had a few roommates situations prior to that too, but it's always difficult navigating roommates after. And I think after my first roommate situation in New York where there were five of us in a three bedroom and we had like bed bugs, mice, like people were doing like drugs in the living room. I was like, I'm never having more than one roommate ever again <laughs> um i was took, laughing earlier life. because you said something about um nobody's gonna be like 23 and moving in with her boyfriend well i got married at 23 and moved in <gasps> well with my i'm husband, so. so sorry to um, say that I didn't mean to offend. <laughs> no 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 don't worry about it i was laughing because i wanted to say my response actually wasn't i wasn't offended at all what i really wanted to say was well i've been living with this person for 15 years and he still does things that drive me off the wall so <laughs> is there really a solution ever <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do refer to him as my roommate. So, <laughs> um, but what I what I wanted to say was like I think in the in the in both situations. But Leslie, since you're here, I'll I'll focus on this. I I feel I've heard that story before. Actually, mm-hmm. like Gab- Gabrielle did, did tell mm-hmm. me the story um, of when you you guys talked and you were so vulnerable. Well, and I called I her like, by the way, listeners. I don't think we even said this. I ghosted yeah. her no. that year and kind of just said, I'm moving out. And I didn't give her a reason. And we just parted ways and like still stayed, you know, friends. But it was mutual. It was peaceful. Yeah, yeah. And it, was to- it was. It was totally fine. But I didn't give you a reason. And for for literally almost 15 years, I ignored. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I called her one day. I was in the car out of the blue crying. And I was like, I never told you why I moved out. <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> And I just explained it. I was like, listen, I was not mature enough to handle the fact that you were having all this success in your personal life and your professional life. And I was just like struggling and didn't know how to express that without being a huge bitch. Because like, that's bitchy. My friend is successful and that's amazing. And she has all, you know, the talent in the world and the right to be successful and is wonderful. And I was just like over there stewing about it, you know, and but like that many years later, it took me that long to be able to say, listen, that was that was crappy of me. I shouldn't have acted that way. I should have just came out and told you, you know, I don't know what that good that would have done at the time but like it was very cathartic to call her 15 years later and just say sorry I think all of it is you've you handled it as such a big person I would say I I I would say that what you were referring to I should have just said it in the moment Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe you did make the right choice because I'm I'm thinking about that and you wanted to exit the situation that you were in gracefully and you handled it as your choice didn't make it Gabrielle's problem and that to me speaks a volume of maturity. Mm, that's a, very that's good a good point. way to look at it. Yeah. It's a very good friend, Leslie. Yeah. You are a very good friend. Thanks, Gabby. <laughs> yeah. And there was, it was out of the blue, 
I did feel tension. I didn't want to make it about our friendship, though, the tension, because we were just on very different pages. And both of them exist in New York in the artist artistic industry, and they both are valid and they both have success in their own ways. Jeez, we don't need to get into that. Right. Right. As all four of us are artists, you know, and how difficult it is to get rejection, no matter which tier of success you're on, that the rejection's always there. And I remember trusting you as a very good friend that it was okay. And I remember letting it go. Feeling bad, feeling, I did feel bad. When you called and apologized, it was this moment for me that was like, I was just so impressed with your heart. I was so impressed with your trust in me that you took time away. Cause I think that's a relatable story as well with life changes is that you need to take time away to then be able to talk about it. I just remember saying, of course I forgive you. And of course I love you. And I'm sorry if I was making a moment for you that was uncomfortable. And I'm glad we stopped living together. Cause then it probably would have affected our friendship. I, I really think it would have. And I, and I wouldn't have said anything because that's at the, that time I just wouldn't have said anything. I would have been angry and angry and sad. And like, it would have been another miserable year for me. It wasn't that it was a miserable first year, but you know, it was not this joyful first year of living in New York. Like you sort of expect to have, you know, cause I just felt like yeah. I was really stuck and it wasn't anything you did. It was just, mm. your life was your life and my life was my life and they were completely different. <laughs> Just because I'm just so impressed. Like I said, I, I do know that story. Mm -hmm. I, she, she told me when it happened and I was like, I was so impressed by you and I didn't even know you. <laughs> I was like, well, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we've all had moments where we're, we've had to decide, do I want to do I want to make this the moment that like the hill that I want to die on with this person right now? Or do I need a minute? And um, Courtney, I don't know if you've been in that situation or if you were in that situation with that roommate where you had to really decide, like, I mean, in that situation, that person was stealing from you. So you really did have to figure <laughs> it out. However, that person came clean. So, you know, I'm curious to know in that conversation, like, was it like a yelling match? Was it a discussion? Like, how did that how did that go? Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think back because I feel like I've put that in like such a far you know, yeah. away place. Yeah. I feel like that we got a letter in the mail or something taped to our door. Do you, are you remembering anything, Leslie? I am. You did get a letter because I was there, you know, around that time period too. Yeah. You got a letter and you were just confused. flabbergasted yeah. and confused. Like I've been paying rent. What, what do you mean? There's, what do you mean you're back due rent for X amount of months? Like right. it was just a very confusing moment. I think she did cry once she finally told you about it. She felt kind of terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was. I think that's oh. how it went down. Um, I don't think it was a screaming match. I think it was me questioning, like, what's going on? And mm -hmm. then she finally came clean. Like, she knew she uh, got caught. It wasn't even, like, she finally was willing to share. It was like, oh, shoot. Uh, now she knows type of thing. So, yeah, I, I, was, I was definitely feeling stuck for sure and knew that uh, I didn't even care about the friendship at that point. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to be homeless because I – that's not how I roll. I'm I'm very much like I'm going to pay my bills on time. I'm going to make sure that things are all in line. And I was trusting her to handle the payments. And that was, you know, I learned my lesson from that where now I'm always like, okay, everybody give me the rent money. I'm going to send it to whoever I need to send it to. Because and we all learn those life lessons as we grow, like as we adult. Um, but it did ruin our friendship. Unfortunately, we had some really good times. And the moment she moved out, like we barely talked to each other anymore actually at all 
Yeah, I, the only the only situation that I can't empathize or, or relate to in this is that you know I was living with my fiance now then my husband at twenty three, but we also had a roommate as well, and that roommate went through a really difficult time as a lot of people might when they move to New York and all of a sudden we're like 23, 24 and we're young and we're attractive in New York and you know you start going out and partying and then this person would party a little too much and got into drugs and started bringing those drugs back to the house and we were we didn't know what was happening until it was like way far gone. And I can tell this story now, the straw that broke the camel's back and my my husband was the one to really handle it, but we were both asleep. My husband's a really light sleeper and one night an unknown naked person walked through our bedroom door and uh, <laughs> woke my husband up and he went out the bedroom door, talked to this person and was like, I think you came out of that room. Oh. And <laughs> this naked person in our house did not know where they were, like high or drunk out of their mind. <laughs> the next morning, I had like some big event or something that I was producing happening. And so my husband didn't tell me about it, just handled it with our room. You know, it escalated from there. But then, you know, we had to get out of that situation. But again, our roommate was the bigger person, called us a year later and said, I have been sober for this long. Um, can we talk? <laughs> Man, like people just go through, when you're finding yourself in your 20s, like I I just had a lot of grace for them, you know? Those moments with friendships and specifically the uh, common ground is roommates that are friendships, I think, um, mostly, um, they're life changing. You know, those those changes in our lives and, and to have that huge impact on each other to make that pivot can just really be good or bad. But then I think also for the best. I think I think everything is meant to be, and I think it's it's like an adulting moment. It's which is I feel like we you know hold on to that too long in our adulthood. It's just like just life changes, and to be able to navigate that through friendship is very very difficult. I even will like throw in the fact that like Leslie and I were roommates on our cruise ship. Since we're talking the roommate chat right now, Leslie and I <laughs> met on our cruise ship. We were then roommates on our cruise ship because, like Leslie mentioned, the other two female dancers that were with us were my age. I was 19. They were like 18, 19. But for some reason, like Leslie and I gravitated towards each other, which I was like, they're acting like just young and naive and whatever. And like Leslie has a little bit more of like a wise, like just, she's just like more on top of her shit. So I was like, I want a room with her. Yeah. You're like, I want a room with that study buddy. But like, honestly, I'm surprised that we stayed friends after because like I'm a shitty roommate (laughs) and I know I am. So like, you know what I mean? Like, but Courtney, you pay the rent on time, boo boo. You're good. That's all we need. And good roommates. Didn't have rent on the cruise ship. So that maybe that's why. (laughs) But Courtney is also very, um, you're the most go with the flow person that I've ever met in terms of like living conditions. And I mean, if y'all have ever even been on a cruise ship, the rooms are small, but if you're, if you're a cast member on a cruise ship, your room is teeny tiny. And so you know, you're just sharing this teeny weeny space. You're constantly there. You're working together constantly. And like, I mean, I have to really be honest. I've known Courtney for whatever, however many years that is, something like 13 years. And I don't feel like I've ever been like mad at you. Like we haven't really ever had a fight. Like there's been things that I'm like, oh God, if Courtney could just do this, like it'd be so much better. But like, we're just good friends. And I think, you know, if we had ever had the opportunity to live together again, I think we would still be good friends because I think we just something about the way we mesh just works 
Mm-hmm. I think we have that too, don't you think, Gabrielle? Because you you told me recently that you don't complain to your husband about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sign. It's a good I was sign. Like, I never complain about Pallavi. <laughs> Polly needs to get her shit together. Did I ever say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lightning <sighs> So, Courtney, you'll uh, go first with your answer and then Leslie. Do you have one, none, or multiple romantic friendships? I kind of feel like none. Is that? I feel mean saying that. <laughs> no, it's But I kind of feel like none. Just get back to us. Yeah. <laughs> Just get back to us. We'll have you back on. Let us know if, if things change. Leslie, Leslie, what about you? I have multiple romantic friendships, I think. Ladies, what is your favorite on-screen friendship? There was an answer. Meredith Grey, Christina Oh, Yang. that's mine. one of your answers? Did I fill this format for, for both of us, Courtney? Sorry. Wait, I don't know. I definitely didn't write that. Oh, that's definitely mine then. Wait, who is that? Yeah. <sighs> Meredith Grey from Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy and Christina Yang from like the first 10 seasons. Yeah, we're very different in our television habits. <laughs> I want to be that in some. I want. I want to be that in my career. You're the Gabrielle Ruiz from the first ten seasons. In one word or hyphenate, what kind of friend are you? How would you describe yourself? Um, I'm gonna say fun. You're a fun, fun friend. friend. That is true. Um, I would say I am a loyal friend. Ladies, what would you like to do better as a friend? Well, I've learned that I want to show more, even more love than I already do. So I feel that I am giving the same, the love that they're receiving as much love as they think I'm giving them. I want to give them more love. I do think that I could be a little bit better at that. And also calling people more often. I need to make more phone calls. I rely on voice memos. Me and Leslie love a voice message, which feels like a phone call. But I also feel like it says a lot when you pick up the phone and call somebody out of the blue randomly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think I could definitely reach out more. I tend to be the person who feels like I should be reached out to as a friend. Like I am definitely always thinking about my friends, but I get into the, my head of like, you know, well, they're probably busy. They probably, you know, aren't going to get back to me. Like I, I'm not going to bother them, but like I then expect people to bother me. So I should bother people and it's not even going to be bothering them because they're going to be excited to hear from me. <laughs> Leslie, you can bother me anytime. Um, And our iconic question, ladies, what are friends for? Friends are for being there for you when you need somebody to talk to, to love on, to vent to, to have them support you and just be that person that you can, that can hold your hand if you need it or to lean on to when you need it. Leslie, what are friends for? Friends are for... Either a lifetime or a season, depending on the friendship. Mm. Um, both kinds of friends are important. And friends are for helping you understand yourself and who you are better, kind of through the lens of how you can love them and be friends with them. Fantastic. Uh, as well always, said. listeners, we would love to hear from you. We talked a lot about roommates and friendships on this episode, which uh, is always a juicy topic. So you can call us at 805 973 Slay, that's 805-973-7529. We love a text. We love a voice memo. Send us a voice memo. Why the fuck not? <laughs> it was lovely to meet the both of you. You too, Polly. Oh, I had a wonderful time catching up with my friends. I love you both, and I love you, Steady Buddy. Love you, Steady Buddy. I'll send uh, Leo so <laughs> Merck can play with him. 
Yes. <laughs> just, just you'll, you'll, anyone that has a question that you'll figure out on the notes. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. One, two, three, four. This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fastnickel Inc. and presented by Hoo-Ha-Ha. Our supervising producer is Philip Sanchez. Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Rose Harwood. Head of production and marketing is Anna Daniker. Digital content director is Susie Cabello. Our production assistants are Daniela Heredia Vega and Julia Kelch. Our podcast artwork is created by Ashwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman. Special thanks to Irresistible Force Publicity and Hari Savitala. Don't forget to download the free Hoo-Ha-Ha app to listen to WAF and other exclusive women-led podcasts. And as always, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening now. This helps our show's visibility and helps us keep making it for you. And find us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at WAF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. To find links to our exclusive vodcasts, live shows, shop merch, or even text us, visit WAFpodcast.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, oh, I really haven't checked in with them in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now. <laughs>